Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Nestled just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, is a place that we call the most diverse square mile in the United States of America. Uh, They say that there are several hundred languages spoke in this community, and the public school system uh, has multiple languages uh, that just spread around the world. And the question is, what do you do when you live in a place that is as diverse as Clarkston, Georgia? The North American Mission Board has a uh, special ministry there, and today I want you to pay attention as we listen to and learn about missions and ministry in the most diverse square mile in the United States of America. Welcome back to The Scent Life. I'm Greg Mathias, joined by my co-host and colleague, Scott Hildreth. And uh, on The Scent Life, we explore uh, all things Great Commission from multiple angles. Uh, What does it mean to live out the Great Commission in our lives, uh, in our work, and in our ministries? And we do that from multiple angles. And so we're glad that you have joined us for this latest episode. And and you're joining us at at a time where we've kind of unintentionally developed an ongoing series about church planting and ministry in chaotic times. And we're going to continue that today. Today we're joined by a guest, uh, Greg Wilton, and he has recently, uh, depending on how you define that word, recently stepped into the role of National Director of Refugees and Immigrants connected with Sin Relief and NAM. Uh, he's housed in uh, Clarkston, Georgia. Uh, and so before I give any more, uh, Greg, thanks for joining us. Uh, always enjoy having another Greg on the podcast. Uh, and so uh, introduce yourself a bit more, a little bit about your ministry, maybe even how you got here. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. It's always good to talk to another Greg. And uh, just delighted to join you guys on this podcast. Yeah, I'm... You think you guys uh, are redheads or something? <laughs> I know. We, we, we kind of have, you know, a chip on our shoulders at all times, maybe. So, you know, I'm I'm originally from New Orleans, and I'm, I'm the uh, son of immigrant born, I mean, immigrant foreign born parents. And so they're from South Africa and they moved over this direction. So I'm, I'm from New Orleans and I've also spent a lot of time up in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So uh, it makes me a, both Cajun and a redneck. And, um, and so I've had a lot of opportunities since then, went to Sanford University, then down to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. where I did my master's and my PhD in, in, in missions and Got the opportunity during that time to to pastor a local church down there in the bayous of South Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, during that time, uh, God called me to to go and serve the Lord uh, through the International Mission Board in, in Southeast Asia. Uh, so I did that for a season, and and God's given me now uh, some other opportunities within the local church here in the United States, and has and has finally brought me to this place of uh, getting to join the Send Relief team. And to, to help them as, as we co- collectively try to meet needs, build relationships, and change lives through compassion-based efforts. Fantastic. That's great. That's great. So, Greg, you, are, um, you work with our North American Mission Board. And uh, as part of your work with our North American Mission Board, uh, you work with an aspect of uh, this our, our, our agency that focuses on send relief. Now, 
SEND Relief is different than the SEND Network with our North American Mission Board, which is focused mostly on or almost specifically on church planting. But to your point, yours is more, you, you focus on compassion ministries and meeting the, the physical, the felt needs of people for discipleship and church planting. But you also do that in a unique place in the United States. Yes. Um, you are in uh, Clarkston, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Now, most people think of Georgia, they think of Atlanta, Georgia, they think of the Braves and the Falcons, but Clarkston, Georgia is a little different than the rest of that place. Tell us a little bit about Clarkston and also about Send Relief and the work of the North American Mission Board there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so beginning with Clarkston, I'm, I'm just like everyone else. I, I actually didn't know much about this place. I started May of this year, right in the middle of this COVID-19 season, and uh, didn't know much about what was taking place down here. I'd heard rumors about it, this really, you know, uh, diverse, you know, small area in Metro Atlanta. And so the conservative um, reports that we hear in this 1.7 square miles right on I-285 uh, in Metro Atlanta is that there's roughly give or take about 50 nations wow. represented, uh, about 100 languages that wow. are spoken here and uh, 120 identifiable people groups uh, kind of within this Clarkston region. And, and, and that's, that's not just in Clarkston alone. Um, you, you have to come and see it to believe it and understand it. Now, I've served overseas, and uh, we, we understand the full gravity of diversity in some other locations. Uh, but from a North American perspective, uh, this is incredible just to see all different walks of life and perspective in this area. And so that's why uh, Send Relief is here. Uh, Send Relief is here because there have been faithful churches at work uh, in this area that have labored hard for, for decades uh, to just see the gospel thrive here. And Send Relief has come alongside to kind of help out in that regard. So you, you kind of asked about that question about Send Relief. Mm -hmm. You know, Send Relief is, is the compassion-based ministry efforts of actually now the combination of the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board. And so I'm, I'm on the North American Mission Board side, that uh, particular perspective. And so we just try to meet needs and build relationships and change lives. Now, you and I, we, we all know that uh, ministry and mission is holistic. It's not just preaching the gospel, but it is preaching the gospel. It's not just compassion-based efforts, but it is compassion efforts. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're that side that wants to come alongside the local church. Yeah. especially send network we want to help out with our send network churches to help them um, make entry points into their uh, their communities uh, but we not only want to do that for send atlanta for example here uh, we want to do that for georgia baptists mm. and then not even for georgia baptists we also want to play a role in anyone that comes this direction how to be inspired and to catalyze them to kind of go and do likewise so that's that's at the essence of send relief I mean, we just we just want to help churches everywhere kind of do something similar in their neck of the woods. Yeah. So when you talk about Clarkston, and I think I've heard it called the most diverse square mile or two square miles in America. Uh, how how are people getting to Clarkston? Why is it such a diverse mm -hmm. neighborhood or community right there on the I-285 in, in it, outside of Atlanta? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to know all this, but I know without a doubt when the more and more I'm around here, uh, it's, it's a metro area, it's uh, low income housing, uh, there is public transportation, 
and that at the beginning of all of that, that really uh, centers around the fact that uh, there was just some waves of, of immigrants and especially refugees mm -hmm. uh, that were starting to be resettled in this direction. Mm -hmm. And so when you get it into a place of convenience, like a, a metro area, um, with all of the things that I just mentioned, there's been a variety of different waves of, of refugees uh, that have come to this area and made it what it is today. Mm. And so it's, it's kind of difficult. We, we all know this in urban context to find low uh, income, affordable housing. And so all these apartment complexes, man, there's, there's so many of them around here. It's just a, a great spot for them all to begin. And, you know, a lot of them don't end here in the mm. sense of like staying here forever, but it's definitely an entry point into life and getting into, you know, the culture here in the United States. Yeah, no, that's, that's really helpful. And so uh, you bring up this idea in and around Clarkson of refugees and immigrants. And to be honest, uh, we know those words, those ideas, we see that even in the headlines, but help us understand, help our listeners understand, could you kind of tell us maybe what is a quote unquote typical uh, experience for an immigrant or a refugee coming into the community? Uh, and then the second part of that would be how has the ministry that you're a part of uh, there through Clarkson begun to make an impact uh, on the lives of refugees and immigrants? So I think last year, 2019, there was roughly about 30,000. That was the ceiling that the United States said uh, we, that we would receive in the United States, 30,000 refugees. Right now, actually, it's for the current year, 2020, it's somewhere around 6,000. Uh, but these are not the only types of people that are coming into our country as immigrants, as foreign-born. That's one particular category, and they are the most vetted people on planet Earth. You know, see, you, the, the UNHCR defines a refugee as someone who has fled one's home country and cannot return because of a well-founded fear of persecution based on religion, race, nationality, political opinion, or membership in a particular social group. Mm -hmm. So these are people in different areas. And just in case you're curious, the top five countries right now are Syria, <laughs> Afghanistan, South Sudan, Myanmar, and Venezuela. This mm -hmm. is where we get quite a number of our refugees right now, even though it's a, such a small uh, amount of people. Mm -hmm. And so they go through this extremely vetted process. They apply for refugee status. They get a referral to the U.S. They go through security clearances. They have in-person interviews. They get approvals and medical screenings. They get matched with a sponsoring agency. So for most of us within evangelical life, we automatically think of world relief with regard to that. And so they, they then go through cultural orientation and then another screening process. And then they go through a screening process at the airport check and they're finally admitted here. Wow. And man, that's why they congregate in places like Clarkston because with so much intensity in the process that can take anywhere from 18 months to three years. And that's not even the part where they're as a refugee as an internally displaced right. person in another country right. and that's so long and so even to come to a spot like this where there might be a little bit of familiarity like for example in 2019 last year uh, of the 30,000 12,000 of those are from the Democratic Republic of Congo wow. and so we have we have a good population of Congolese right. that are here okay. and so at least give them a little sense of cultural 
familiarity. And so that's what they go through. And then when, when it comes to Clarkson, send relief news for you. We don't do anything. The local okay. church, the local Good. church does everything. Good. We are, we are proud to get behind local partners and the local church. And that that's where we see that God's commission through compassion based effort efforts primarily advances is through that. And so, you know, I'm, I, I'm a little inside about, you know, who I am. I met my wife on eHarmony. I feel like I was perfectly designed for this role. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm a glorified matchmaker because here's what I want to do. I want to do everything in my power to make sure that the church and the community get to collide together. And the way that we make that happen here is through a whole lot of variety of compassion-based uh, ministry efforts, education assistance, food assistance, ESL, citizenship classes, yeah. legal advocacy, job placement, job recruitment. We do all those things so that we can meet some needs. Okay, super. So, so as we think about all that you are finding, engaging, and dealing with refugee status, immigration, the legal elements, uh, partnerships with local churches, I'm sure that there were like half a dozen classes you took at New Orleans Seminary that prepared you for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I'm practically a lawyer as we speak right now. But now we need to add on to that the fact, Greg, that in, in the last six months, you, the world, have faced a completely different set of crisis points with the, quote, COVID-19 global pandemic and the quarantine. So, how has this pandemic and the resulting crisis that's been around, also the social unrest that we face in the United States right now, how has this impacted your ministry and the work that you're doing through Send Relief with the local churches and the folks in your area? Southeastern Seminary believes that theological education is for everyone. That's why Southeastern's GO certificates have been created to fit into any schedule and any stage of life. Whether you simply want to grow in your knowledge of the Lord or you want to grow professionally in ministry, Southeastern has a certificate just for you. If you're interested in learning more, go to sebts.edu and check out our GO certificates. Yeah, I think it begins by being able to take this opportunity to brag on Jesus through what he's doing through the local church. Because I, I showed up in the middle of this COVID season, and for me, uh, I didn't know what the other normal was before mm. I arrived. Yeah, right. And so I'm showing up and I'm seeing that, you know, the, the building for the most part is shut down. And uh, mm. there's there's not a lot of that, that kind of activity that's taking place with regard to like services, you know, worship services and gatherings of that sort. But all you got to do is dig a little further and you notice that there are faithful members connected to the local churches here, primarily Clarkson International Bible Church, but then a, a Swahili congregation, Swahili speaking congregation, a Sudanese congregation, 
Burmese congregation, Nepali congregation, even a Pakistani congregation. Mm. And you just hear reports that even though they may not have that particular structure, uh, they are able to now utilize the way in which that they're just being salt and light in the community to continue to push that out. And it's, and it's created for us, you know, some, some small moments of COVID testing, uh, you mm-hmm. know, utilizing our facilities here. It's, it's created moments for us to engage in virtual learning because where we may not be able to use our facilities for worship gatherings and things like that, we know without a doubt that uh, case in point here, we got so many uh, children that are part of the public school system who have moms and dads don't speak any English. Yeah. And they've been handed laptops and they've been told, hey, log on to a Zoom chat and, uh, you know, do, do some sort of assignment and submit it uh, through a Dropbox. You know, and this is just foreign language to me already. So I can't imagine for families like that. And it's the church. It's these local ministry partners that have stepped mm-hmm. up to the plate in this particular season saying, well, it may not be the way it was but we're going to figure it out. We're going to do something about it. And I just, man, I just so celebrate seeing the church come alive in that regard. It's not easy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to paint like a, a, a rosy picture as if it's all been super easy, but those who've been up to the challenge of, of really being much more missional than they've ever been before. This has been a, a great time to do that. Yeah, no, that's truly encouraging uh, and challenging even. And so uh, and I appreciate the emphasis that, that you have, that Sin Relief has, uh, of, of pushing things out through the local churches. That's where the ministry happens, where the connection happens. But you're sitting in Clarkston, as we've talked about, this kind of hub for uh, refugees uh, and different folks coming in. But for our listeners out there that, that aren't close by the Clarkston area or a place like that, uh, again, there's opportunities probably where they are. I, I would imagine that uh, there are refugees or immigrants or others from other cultures in their area. So how might you encourage them or or challenge them even through their churches, no matter where they are, how could they begin to get involved in the lives of really impacting uh, refugees? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, beginning with a biblical understanding of a theology of the sojourners, of the the alien amongst us, the the immigrant amongst us, that we, we look back to God's word and we realize that we are commanded, we are mandated uh, to care deeply for people like that around us. And just in 2018, I heard this, that there's, uh, as of 2018, one in seven U.S. residents are foreign born. Wow. That's one in seven. So I'm not even talking about Clarkson right now. And, <laughs> and, and, and that means actually about 44, 45 million people are immigrants, are foreign born mm-hmm. here in the United States. And uh, there are there are like 11.3 million as of 2017 that are uh, unauthorized uh, people okay. that have come into our country. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you stand on these matters, when you point back to the word of God, mm-hmm. we understand that he has commanded us to love all these peoples. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say for anybody who may not be in my context, mm-hmm. but in a different context, begin first with the local church. Find out from your pastors, from your leaders, if they have relationships with maybe a Hispanic or Latino congregation that's within your area. And if not, begin there. Maybe there are other churches of various ethnicities, and you've not really taken the time to just befriend them, 
That is the best place to begin is to learn how to befriend those of us that we call brothers and sisters in Christ mm -hmm. that are within your context. And then I would highly advise opening your eyes in your daily routines of life mm -hmm. because somebody who comes here and maybe they're from Mississippi or Alabama, one of the neighboring states, and they say they live in an extremely rural area and there's nothing like that. I promise you with opening your eyes just a little bit, we will realize that we're not as isolated as we think we are mm -hmm. and that God has been bringing the nations to us mm -hmm. so that they might know him and worship him. So that's a just simple fundamental piece is working through your pastoral leadership first okay. and encouraging great partnerships with churches from various backgrounds within your own neighborhood. And then to utilize these normal rhythms of befriending people. I went with an international mission board uh, missionary just a couple weeks back, uh, walking some of these apartments. He's stateside. He can't bet, get back to the country in which he's serving. And we just went to go and find persons of peace. God gave us so many persons of peace that we had incredible opportunity where a, a, a Nepali man, Hindu background, we were able to share the gospel with him for the first time ever. And we didn't even really have to try that hard. Why? Because individuals like this in your community are craving community. They want friendship. They, they want to be welcomed into American society. Those of us, you guys know this, we've traveled quite extensively to other countries and other countries are far more hospitable than the overwhelming majority of Americans. They give us the shirts on their back. They do whatever it is to give us their best meals possible. And this is the time, especially during this COVID season right now, for the church to rise up and just through small acts of kindness, welcome the people who don't look like you. Welcome the people who don't necessarily speak English fluently and do what you can to befriend them at the gas stations, at the, the mm -hmm. playgrounds, at the place, at the third places of our lives mm -hmm. so that we can use those in partnership with a local church to bridge even more connections so that all people might know Jesus. I mean, that's great. I so appreciate that reminder to, to us. And I really appreciate your, even your pointing out that it really doesn't matter how we, uh, what our position is on the political spectrum related to immigration and refugees. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a different mandate when it comes to being Christians and loving those around us. We've got a biblical mandate there. Greg, can you help us maybe help our listeners? We've got several of our listeners, many of our listeners who are pastors of churches or leaders of ministries. Uh, how can they connect with either send relief in general or more specifically connect with the work that you guys are doing in Clarkston and really come alongside and help partner with you. Can you give us some specific perhaps needs that you guys have and ways that uh, ways folks can connect with you? Of course, you know, um, I'm just one of several ministry centers. I represent Send Relief Clarkston Ministry Center, and there's quite a number of them across North America. And uh, we have intentionally done that because all we want to do is we want to catalyze others to go and do likewise. We want to introduce you to the different ministry partnerships that we use here. And so if I can point anybody to just one simple thing, it's volunteer.sendrelief.org. Volunteer.sendrelief.org. Because there, you'll not only get introduced to potentially coming and checking out Clarkston, 
um, through, you know, bringing a team here. We love having and hosting teams here so that we can catalyze you not only being responsible and continuing in your work in your own neighborhood, but also using us to springboard towards the nations and to make sure that all nations hear that. So you can come to us, you can go to any one of our other Send Relief centers, and our passion is to do exactly likewise. So that would be a place to go and, and visit. And don't ever hesitate to go to sendrelief.org because we've even provided a virtual vision tour of our Clarkston Ministry Center there. So you can check it out that way in particular. No, I think that's really good. I, I would encourage folks to follow up on those uh, websites and, and definitely take that virtual tour. I've, I've had the opportunity to be down there in Clarkston. And when they get that opportunity, it'd be great for them to come and put feet on the ground there. But thank you so much. Uh, we are encouraged uh, by the work that is happening in and around Clarkston, by how Sin Relief is coming alongside churches and partnering and empowering them uh, to reach those uh, that, like you said, that look different than us, even in our own uh, communities. And there are things that we can do, whether we're in kind of this time of COVID or not. Uh, and so really encouraged by that. So thank you, Greg, and to you and to your team. Uh, I know there are many people that are doing this type of work. And so thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. But right now, I'd just like to pray for you uh, as we end out our time, pray for you and the work there uh, in Clarkson. Let's pray. Thank you. Lord God, we do come before you and we are reminded that you are the God of the nations. Uh, and Lord, you are also jealous for your name and for your glory. Uh, and so Lord, you want your name to be known uh, among every tribe and every people and every tongue and every nation. Uh, and God, it's not just about going somewhere else that you bring the nations to us. And so we're reminded of that today. Uh, Lord, thank you for Greg, uh, his leadership. Uh, thank you for his team. Thank you for their work in and through Send Relief. Uh, Lord, thank you for uh, Clarkson International Bible Church. Lord, thank you for those that are uh, really meeting people where they are to welcome them, uh, to help them out as they come from where they were born, perhaps, and other places into uh, the United States. So thank you for uh, this work and this reminder uh, that we can just open our eyes around us and we can see uh, refugees and immigrants and others that we can love, uh, that we can care for, that we can share with. And so Lord, would you bless the work in the ministry of NAM, uh, of the IMB, uh, of Sin Relief, uh, and what is happening in and through uh, Clarkston and that area. So we commit all of this to you in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Thank you for tuning in to The Scent Life. Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. We join Him uh, as He pursues the lost around the world. And we appreciate you joining us today. Please come in here next week as we continue our journey, exploring what it means to live our life's scent uh, on mission with our missionary God. 